This is the Scamp Life Podcast, a weekly show for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kurt Jackson, Chris Callow, and Kelly Cook. Now it's time for another entertaining episode exploring the fantastical world of summer camp. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another exciting episode of Scamp Life Podcast. Yes. All three of us are here. It is an awesome day. And we are talking about Disney versus Six Flags. Is it DC versus Marvel? That- <laughs> I'm D team DC. I'm hoping DC SF? is Disneyland well, or Disney. No. No, 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 DC, no. yeah. Marvel is Disney. <laughs> yeah, Disney owns Marvel and, and well, I know, Six Flags but is I all like DC. I DC better. What? You're crazy. I'm, I'm with you on that, but that's who no, owns who. you're all crazy. I, I know who owns who, but <laughs> I prefer DC. So we're, we're going to look kind of at the differences between these two parks and how they relate to our Can't field. Be. Yeah. No. Uh, so let's start off with staffing. What do, you, what do you guys think about staffing as far as Disney versus Six Flags? So one, and I haven't been to Disney in a while, but one of the I haven't been I to either noticed, in yeah. years <laughs> right. that I, I've seemed to have noticed in the few, in the years past. And even this is true about um, Silver Dollar City in Branson. It, I really feel like your age, the maturity of the staff you hire really helps you become a better place. You have some better things. I know. Yeah. It seems like when I go to Six Flags, a lot of the people there seem very young, a little mm-hmm. immature. And when I've been at Disney, old, old people. But even like Silver City was the same way. A lot of older, more mature, a little bit, you know, wiser people are working there versus the younger crew. And, and I think that is a, has a big effect on how good the staff are. Is, is based on their age. I, I think that Disney has plenty of young people working yep. for them. Mm-hmm. They're same age that would Six Flags would have, but they train them better, right? So if you go to Six Flags, they're, the staff aren't necessarily rude, but they're not overly friendly either, yeah. right? It's just like, hey, I'm here for the paycheck. Where Disney, because they have that whole orientation and you have that sense of pride working there. Like I'm working for Disney mm-hmm. and they have the whole system of how they train you. And I think that's where there's that difference. You could have the same age, but there's a difference in attitude and why, yeah. the, why you're there. So there's a lot more pride working for Disney. And they also have their, their collegiate program too. Right. Where, right. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is part of the training like not everyone has to go through that to work at disney but i feel like have so many people want to do that i know when i was in my undergrad and being a theater major many 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 of the students i was in school with applied to go down to disney and and do their collegiate program and so i feel like by them getting that early exposure to it that, that training that you talk about, Kurt, kind of begins to come through in that program. And so if they choose to stay longer, they've already got, they may be the same age as some of the, the Six Flags staff, but they've got that program under their belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and you talked about attitude. And this is, I mean, we're doing Disney versus Six Flags, but this could easily be Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's too. <laughs> that, right. that the company has kind of created this attitude about themselves too, that they're the best. And, and Disney has created this. We, there's no one better than Disney. 
And so Six Flags is kind of, oh, you're the lesser of the two. And so you have that attitude kind of comes out in the staff too, that they feel like, oh, uh, this isn't Disney World, so I don't have to be as good. And that can easily be fixed, though. I mean, you can change that. You know, this is an important place. We want you. We're training you well. And, and we're going to teach you how to have customer service, how to do all these things and have that attitude. And same with your camps. I mean, you should have training them. Here's how you act. Here's how you talk. Here's body language and all that. Here's how to not look annoyed when you're pressing a button on a roller coaster. <laughs> right. And so, but but I think that attitude starts from the top of, Man, we are, we're the best camp out there. And so we want kids to experience that best camp. So you're going to act like this is the best camp too. And so, yeah. What's their, is it, what's, what's the uh, orientation program, Disney? What's it called? Traditions. Traditions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so just having, you know, I think the lexicon, right. Just the word traditions, as opposed to, I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, orientation. Like does, but yeah, the orientation, <laughs> their training. And you even look at like their uniforms, mm-hmm. right? I was six, about to say something about that. Yeah, like, Six yeah. Flags has like the the bright neon polo shirt and stuff. Where uh, Disney's a lot more classic. Yes. And you know, it's just I don't know, family friendly is the word, but it's almost like Six Flags is like we're for the teens, and mm-hmm. we're you know, mm-hmm. um, and Disney is like we're family, we're wholesome. Yeah. Well, isn't Disney like when I think of Disney, I think of purple. And when I think of Six Flags, which in purple is like a calm right, color, right, right. right? And very that humbling color. When I think of Six Flags, I'm thinking like reds and yellows and yep. like super high energy, which is fine. You can be But more like I feel like it's more chaotic. Like those colors are chaotic as opposed to the purple, which is calm and humbling and and yeah. Yeah. I think that that plays you know the staff you feel that right whatever mm-hmm. you're wearing you kind yep. of feel that no I, this is probably a great time to pause and thank our sponsor for today six flags thank you for uh, <laughs> sponsoring the podcast today <laughs> guess that won't be happening again <laughs> I, I almost also feel that uh disney is probably more selective in their hiring yeah mm-hmm. right as opposed to six flags is like let's get a body in there at least it yep. feels that way. Maybe. It yep. does. And so when parents come to your camp, what are they seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are your uniforms? How are they being addressed? I am in lime green. I am a highlighter. I am the <laughs> color of a mellow yellow bottle of soda. <laughs> there you go. But actually. <laughs> um, and, you know, just what, what what's the feel? Are they cast members or are they just staff? Right? Oh, no. Are they part mm-hmm. of the, the program? Are they proud of being part of the camp? Or is it just uh, I'm a job for itself? I think that goes into your next topic really well of programming, Kurt, because mm-hmm. I feel like Disney puts on a production, which is yeah. very similar to camp. Like we are gearing up for a production mm-hmm. and our production lasts three months long, whereas Six Flags, I don't feel the production. Like it's kind of just like, cool, well, and I don't know what, what the turnover rates of either location are at, but at Disney, it feels consistent and just like, you wouldn't notice but at six flags it's kind of like oh i had to fire half my staff and now i'm kind of above water trying to survive here mm-hmm. whereas disney it's like i fired half my staff but yeah we're good you would have no idea <laughs> yeah. i you, you do you do have people say oh they talk about the parades or they talk about the shows mm-hmm. 
at, it's a for Six Flags, you're just like, you talk about the rides, right? Oh, this mm-hmm. ride yeah. is, is big. It's huge. Even you though have I Hall- the Halloween scare fest or whatever Six Flags yeah. calls it. And that's the only thing I can think of that Six Flags actually like mm-hmm. produces and puts on. Like when I think of Six I'm Flags, I'm pretty sure they have a parade or, every day. I, they probably have something. I, yeah. but nobody is there for that where yeah. at, at Six Flags or at Disney. Disney. Some people are there for that. Like they'll wait hours to yeah. watch a parade mm-hmm. um, because it is, they put a lot into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wrote down over the top. Disney is over the top. And this is, Kurt gets on me sometimes for this because I do. I take everything. Your arts and crafts is over the top. Yeah, I take it completely over the top, but it does. It just that little extra wow factor makes it, oh, this is cool because we are here in Illinois. We're, I got five other camps within an hour's drive of me that are very similar, similar camper base and all that. And they're bigger They're They have more money. They have whatever. And so I have to be over the top to compete with them to get the campers. Well, Six Flags is kind of over the top on rides, yep. but how many, you know, if you go to Six Flags, like that's for a very specific age, I think mm-hmm. age range where you're older aunt and grandma and the four-year-old nephew, yep. they'll both have great time at Disney. Yeah. They probably don't want to go to Six Flags. So is your camp meeting the needs and the desires of that range of campers that you have from the youngest souls and for family camp and for whatever else? Or are you, hey, we're teen, we're exciting. Mm -hmm. And the nine-year-olds are like, that's a little much. When I think even over the top, I mean, Disney has that, how many trash cans, what, how many feet between trash cans? Right, right. You know, they, they're over the top there that you can't see anything outside of Disney World when you're well, inside We'll definitely it. get to facilities for yeah. sure. But just yeah. all those little over the top measures that just, yeah, add to it. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like even to the, the staff, I know we've already talked about staffing, but I think it ties into the programming so you have your characters at disney but even your staff who are the ones handing out the buttons and selling those or those in the gift shop like they are still part of the the program like Mm -hmm. without them like there would be certain elements i feel like that would be Mm -hmm. missing and they're still part of the over the top ness of of disney whereas you don't feel that at six flags yeah i feel like you're you're right as far as the experience is you can have the zip line, you can have the Alpine tower, you can have the blob out in the lake. What about everything else? Like for archery, is it just kind of the boring old archery or are you kind of spicing it up? Right. Or you want the complete experience. That's, I think that's what we're going for is like the complete mm-hmm. experience as opposed to just thrill, 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 thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not the thrill, 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 thrill person. <laughs> the horses are <laughs> thrilling for Yes, but I do not like roller coasters and I do not like going upside down. So I am not thrills. I put me in Disney. I'll I'll walk around and just hang. (laughs) Uh, People watch. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the but that's the thing too. Like at Six Flags, you almost have to go on the rides and there's nothing else to enjoy. Mm -hmm. At Disney, like I don't like roller coasters, but I could walk the park and still have a really great time, even if I didn't go on any rides. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Well, same with camps. Think about all your campers. Your sporty kids are going to like some things. Your 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 brainy kids are going to like some things. Mm-hmm. Your socialites are going to like some things. And and so how and if do you're you just have... if you're just focused yep. on one, 
if it's all just activities and for the very physical and athletic yep. you're leaving out other groups yeah definitely I agree all right let's talk facilities oh there's a huge difference oh, oh in facilities i mean from decor alone yep. right just how it's and, and also the maintenance of it so you go to disney and yeah, you might see a little bit of chip paint here and there, but it's not going to be anything to what like Six Flags is. I oh, remember yeah. going on a ride at Six Flags and I looked over the railing and there was like just trash in there. Mm -hmm. And granted, it wasn't a walkway or it was just this little area that nobody's going to go behind. But I was like, oh, this is, this is trashy. Mm -hmm. This doesn't look good. Disney would not allow that, that, that you would never see that at a Disney park. Yeah. Well, and again, they went over the top on this too, but the and I just learned this the other day at MGM. No, what's it called now? At Disney Hollywood. Studios. Yeah, Hollywood Studios. Uh -huh. They have the Tower of Terror. Well, it's so stinking tall, it can be seen from a lot of you know outside the park very well. Well, at Epcot, you can see the Tower of Terror from Epcot, and so they design the part you can see with a Moroccan look. So that way, as you look at it, as you can see it when you're in Morocco in Epcot. It looks like fits. it fits right in. Interesting. It just it's part of it. And so, I mean, they plan that out like, hey, this is going to be able to be seen from Epcot. And we don't want people to see stuff outside our park. When they're in Morocco, they should feel like they're in Morocco. When they're it's, in Paris, they should feel like that. Yeah, it's very big picture. Like, how does everything mm -hmm. fit as opposed to, I feel like Six Flags would be, oh, we want to put a really cool roller coaster. Yep. Let's just find a place and put it. Yep. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I think that has to come back to set design. So, like, being mm -hmm. my going into my theater design roots and, and being in production, it's, you really do have to think about one multi-use item. So like seeing it from different angles. And if you have one piece of set that, you know, you pull out for one, one scene, if you want to use it again, you've got to paint the other side to look like whatever the next scene is going to be, which is a great example of the tower of terror. But I mean, just look at, some of the facades that they put on yep. their buildings, their other things, like Chris mentioned, you cannot see anything but Disney mm -hmm. in the surrounding areas. And that all comes down to set design and back to production, but really paying attention to what you're going to be seeing mm -hmm. from every angle or what the audience is seeing from every angle. Yeah. Just the whole environment mm -hmm. is, is it's so immersive. Immersive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know there's those, uh, Disney stories of how, you know, everybody picks up trash if they see it. Even the mm -hmm. CEO um, will pick it up. Sees trash, he picks it up. He doesn't get somebody, hey, come over here, kid, pick this trash up. Uh, so everybody has that, that sense, sense of pride. But also there's stories like Disney, they had the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. And right when you start off, it's supposed to be in the bayou, Louisiana Bayou. So right when it starts mm -hmm. off the, with the boats, he felt like, okay, there's something missing. And one of the janitors said, I'm from Louisiana and what you're missing are fireflies. And so they put in these fake fireflies mm -hmm. and he, it's just a story of him listening to everybody, right? Yeah. Not saying, oh, you're a janitor, but taking kind of that, oh, you're a counselor, but taking mm -hmm. their suggestion and being like, that's a good suggestion. Let's put that in there. I'm glad you brought up Disneyland too, because I, I've read a lot on how Disney, I mean, he, he learned from his mistakes at Disneyland when he was creating Disney World. 
And one of the things you know, he, he learned that, oh, we still see the outside world inside Disneyland because we didn't plan ahead. We didn't mm. build, you know, get, get enough space that we could hide the outside world or we didn't even the hotels and kind of all the property. And so learning from your mistakes, like, okay, we did this or, or past camp directors, past staff did it this way. So we need to make sure we don't do it this way in the future that we plan ahead. I, mm-hmm. I can think right now, and, and Kurt knows this, in our chapel, the lights to turn on for the chapel are all in the very, very front where there's not an entrance. Right. There, there's to walk through the dark. So you to have turn to, on yeah, the it is, it is. And it's a horrible place. Yeah. And so as we, you know, as we build new buildings and things like that, that's what we think like, Oh, don't put the lights near the entrance so that people can turn them on when they walk in and, or have it at both places. Because at one time, maybe this was kind of a main entrance they were thinking by the offices right in the very back where no one goes i don't know why they're there but um you know plan ahead learn from your mistakes well we also talk about that a lot of us haven't been to six flags for years and maybe who knows mm-hmm. maybe it's changed i doubt it but the I last time last year okay <laughs> and it hasn't uh changed. the last time i had been there even the trams were Yep. like crack seats and yep. they just don't you, you kind of look at a tram from six flags and you look at a tram from disney and the disney man they're spotless they're yep. cool futuristic looking you know you don't feel like it's gonna break down before you get there and then you get to the ticket booth and the ticket booth is is nice and painted where there was chip paint on the last time we went to yep. six flags and i'm just like Oh, yeah. no. And that's just the entrance, right? That's just the beginning of like your experience. And I feel like there's definitely a lot of camps that have that old van that's barely, you know, just looks like ugh. Um. It's the vehicle that never leaves camp property because. Yep. Right, yep. right. Well, and we'll probably talk about this a little more when we get to pricing. But it is too. I mean, Disney brags about how they they paint everything almost mm-hmm. every night, right? Mm-hmm. When everyone goes home at night, there's a whole new set of staff that come in and paint and clean up and take care of stuff. I know the last time I was at Six Flags, one of the rides, there's a rooftop you can see and there's gum all over it. Just different colors of gum and hair uh. ties and whatever else people, idiots could chuck and throw on it. And so it looks awful, but because it's there, because it's been there for years, it keeps getting added to where, you know, if every night somebody came in like, Hey, we're going to clean this off. You're that tradition's going to die out really fast. Mm-hmm. Same with the graffiti at six flags. I, it's all over the place. But having a group come in and Hey, we're going to sand this off real quick because graffiti is, is contagious. If there's some there, other people feel like they have a right to also draw or write on stuff but sand it off every night it's it's a lot harder being that first person to write on something versus you know the hundredth person to write on something so but it's again it goes back to if you have the money and and ability right well that. i think a lot of camps not a lot of camps but i know there are camps mm-hmm. that are like hey we we're going for the rustic look yep but, but you can be rustic without being run down yeah, yeah a lot of times it's like are you going for the rusty look because yeah. <laughs> everything is rusted around here yep. <laughs> where we're disney if they were going for a rustic look you know that's what they were going for right they're just it's just not uh oh yeah we just left that there but you're right with pricing pricing is a is a huge thing because you're always looking when we went to six flags we'd always get the coke cans right mm-hmm. we want to get in for half off uh and yep. it it 
kind of show you, I go for the rides. I don't go for the experience, the overall experience. I know what I'm getting with Six Flags, but Disney hardly ever has any kind of deal. And they're so expensive, but man, you, how many people just save their money to go to Disneyland? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Six Flags is like a, hey, let's do something this weekend and go to Six Flags, grab your Coke cans and let's go. (laughs) Disney, yeah, it's a, it it has to be planned out because of the price. I mean, unless you live in Florida and you pay for those passes, which I don't even know if that helps at all. Unless you're, you if you're using it every day or, you know, maybe Florida, Florida resident passes are such a great deal, but they don't have them right now. Right. They're suspended right now. So, but yeah, I mean, you plan for a Disney trip, you save for a Disney trip. You don't say, Hey, Hey, let's, it's like going to the park and going to summer camp. You save for summer camp. It's like, Hey, let's go to the park. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. It's good. uh, Good analogy. Well, and when you pay that kind of money, you expect something bigger too. Right. And so your I mean, expectations tying, are, yeah. Yeah. Tying this back into camps, you can't just raise prices and <laughs> like, oh, well, we're going to, we're going to cost a lot. So people, you know, oh, they're going to spend more. They think it's better, but Hey, your, your prices reflect what you're also adding to the camp, what you're putting on at camp, how you, if my prices go up, then campers are going to come and they're going to get a Disney experience. Well, you know, nobody is going to be paying Disney prices to go to Six Flags. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> they're going to be like, it's eh, Six Flags. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to be paying $120 to go there for a day. So I, yeah, I guess you, you just need to, I don't know. How do you, do you feel that with discounts, camp discounts, you know, cause a lot of camps give discounts we do. and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I won't give, but we also don't have a scholarship fund. So that is where I'm a little bit right now more willing to give a few more discounts is because we don't have scholarships. If we had scholarships, I would probably be less likely to just hand out discounts here and there. But right now we do an early bird and then we do I Love Camp Month in February. There's other things too that we can do, but for the most part, that's it for our discounts. Mm -hmm. But I still have parents calling me in may saying hey you have any discounts going on right now it's like right you're the six flags no we don't (laughs) we don't have discounts going on right now it's may i have three four weeks of camp full i have no need to give out a discount right now but i think earlier in the summer i mean like if it were if we're talking in terms of disney and discounts i feel like if you did maybe not all the time or like every january or whatever but I feel like they'd be okay. I know they don't, but I feel like they'd be okay if they did a, I don't know, first responders discount or mm-hmm. military discount or with COVID and nurses, if they were open, I knew they, I know they closed for COVID, but maybe they did a nurses discount. Like, I feel like those would be okay. Right. But just doing a, bring a Coke can and yep, get 50% time. off. I know. Well, and I also know that Disney does a lot of things for, you know, special groups. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, they, I mean, it's a huge place for make a wish foundation. And so they have the money to be able to do that because it's magical, right? There's that magical feel of it that Mm -hmm. they have granted. I'll be the first say, look, Disney has built up all these movies and everything else. So they have kind of that going in. Oh, I saw this movie and and Disney properties of star Wars now Mm -hmm. and Marvel and everything else. But we're looking at just the theme park versus theme park. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between the two. And hopefully 
not all camps can be a Disney. I know, Chris, your your prices are so low that you you can't do a whole lot. I well, and I'm so low for camps you're used to. But again, there's five other camps in this area that, that are similar, and I'm the highest of the five. <laughs> so it's like, and we're and pretty so, high for our for day camps in the area, yeah. but we're also on 120 acres, and we give you a overnight experience without mm-hmm. staying over yep yeah. and we were the same way like if we're going to be the highest we better have something to prove why we're the highest and and have that out there and and it's it's hard to say especially this year put in extra effort to hire the right people because everybody's like we really do just need bodies at this point yeah you know a That's lot of places are like i can't get if i weed out like just the superior applicants i'm gonna have mm-hmm. two people Yep. Um, so yeah, I totally understand that. But I think that then comes do down to do. training because now you need to put in more effort. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hire bodies, like put yeah. in more effort for better training and put your effort there. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you can't weed them out, then put in better training. Yeah. It's going to be more work on you, but would you rather not have 50 kids come to camp? Cause you don't have a, another staff member. Yeah. Yeah. We, I say we talked about this during our customer service, but I mean, Disney's quote, do what you do so well that they'll come back and they'll bring their friends. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you got to look at also, we talked about recognition programs mm-hmm. for staff and Disney has some great staff recognition yes. programs. I don't yeah. know what Six Sykes does, but whatever Disney's doing is enough for it to be public. People going, yeah. this is what Disney yep. does. And then I was just about to say that, like, how much do we really know about the, the, the inner staff workings. end or the, <laughs> right. you know, that end of Six Flags, whereas a lot of what Disney, do, like you hear about it, whether you hear about it yep. from a previous cast member or somebody knows somebody, it's that trail of word of mouth, or it is just public. Like you could Google Disney and Disney staff recognition and you get a list. You could probably Google Six Flags staff recognition. You might find a review from a previous staff yeah. member. maybe but like there's six articles from disney right so the question is are you running a disney camp or a six flags camp within your means i guess um you know what what can you do and and to think about that i've got a whole blog post on summercamppro.com about this and kind of what we are talking about here so if you need a a text version and reminder of what uh the comparison is between the two parks. Check that out. Anything to add? Yeah. Well, I actually, I took some notes to kind of get some, just a little takeaways that you mm-hmm. can take away for your camp. And so um, from simple things like rename your training, don't call it training. Don't call it orientation. Have a fun, you know, traditions, have a fun name to it. Uh, convince your staff you are the best so that they treat, they act like they're working for the best. Go the extra mile. Uh, I like this one for staff. Stay in character. And so when you're, how you act, how you, your, your body language, everything, you're in character, you are a counselor, you are a lifeguard, you are a program director. And then when you're behind the scenes, kind of out of the way, then you can kind of be like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get on your phone then. Yeah. Right. (laughs) What about everything else? It's a complete experience. And so think about everything you have at camp. Why is this here? Uh, I know when, when I came on here, somebody told me to go around and write down everything I see 
that just seems a little odd. Like, why is this here? Because eventually I'm going to get the, the, where you don't notice it. You're, you're blind to it mm-hmm. because you, you look at it so much. And so if you're already at that point, grab, grab a new person that's never been in your camp and ask them, Hey, would you walk around with me and tell me, yeah, that looks weird or that's ugly or whatever. And so think about that when everything. I started in September, I, I did that here and I mm-hmm. just, I spent weeks, maybe two weeks, but weeks walking camp and yep. picking things out and really look with a different eye. Consider all your campers. Are you just the high thrill campers or are you considering the whole family and everyone? You pay for what you get and then make sure if they do pay, they get something that they're paying for. <laughs> <laughs> learn from your mistakes or learn from past mistakes at your camp. Get the big picture, plan ahead. Don't just do something because you want to do it, but plan accordingly. And then the last one I have is help make all your campers and your staff's dreams come true. Aww. Aww. Threw a little pixie dust in there. Good takeaways there and how you can be the Disney camp. Awesome. Awesome. And from around the campfire, this is Chris. I'm Kurt. And Kelly. Thank you so much for listening. See ya.